smartphone tune-in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com presented by Crescent City Sports, best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access with Ken Trahan is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln and Kenneth. By Mid-South Coatings, Bears, Full Boys and Metairie. By Bergeron Automotive and Metairie. By LifeGate Church and Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. Life Resources Ministries, and by Acropolis Restaurant on Ferret. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director, Ken Trahan, of CrescentCitySports.com and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. It's the Friday night edition here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at Nash FM 1061 Dot com. Tune in app via iHeart anywhere in the world to listen in. You can also get us via Alexa. Just say play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. Email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or feel free to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to weigh in. Love to hear from you. Later on in the show, we'll talk to Brother Martin football coach Mark Bonice will get you caught up on the Saints and the latest happenings otherwise in sports, locally in particular. But we're going to talk some high school sports tonight. Of course, the scrimmages are coming up in a couple of weeks, two weeks from now, basically, and Jamboree's in three weeks in the regular season, believe it or don't, in four weeks. And, of course, we'll be all over that. 27th year of Ken Trahan's original prep football report, originating right here on 106.1 FM. Each and every Friday night during the season from 6 p.m. to midnight on unprecedented coverage statewide with affiliates all over the state, reporters from all over the states, and, of course, the best scoreboard in the state, uh, bar none, easily at CrescentCitySports.com. Looking forward to that. We'll have some high school games on the station as well during the course of the year. So we always champion the high school sports, and, of course, high school football trumps them all in terms of interest and exposure. To that end, tonight we visit with a couple of high school coaches of great note. Uh, first up, it's a pleasure to welcome our friend Daniel Luquette, the head football coach of the Huntville Tigers, to the show. Daniel, listen, it's a pleasure. How are you? I hope you're well. Good, man. Just pulling in the driveway from uh, another great day of practice. Uh, you know, we got after it today, so pretty excited. Thanks for having me on. Well, listen, it's my pleasure. And I, I guess we always start with, uh, you know, the entire experience that was last year. It was very difficult for everyone given the circumstances, it's especially tough when you're just starting, basically. And I, I got to believe that I made it a double whammy in terms of difficulty, right? I use the uh, analogy, you know, it's almost like riding a stationary bike. You put all this work in, but you just, you're not going anywhere. You just stayed in the same spot. You know, um, I know, you know, across the state, a lot of the coaches had to go through the same thing. And, you know, you never – you never really planned for for what we had to go through last summer. You know, when I was at Woodlawn, I had a, you know, when I was the head football coach at, at Woodlawn High when they went through the flood in Baton Rouge, and I got a little taste of what, you know, craziness is, and but nothing like this. And, you know, it, it definitely was something that, uh, you know, you live and you learn. 
Um, and we, it's things that you take even to this camp that, you, you know, you, you still have to take care of in order to be able to play on Friday nights. Well, Daniel, obviously, as I mentioned, it was the, the first time around. So uh, you had been part and parcel of River Parish football previously. You'd been at Hanville, too. And, of course, your dad spent a long time at Destrehan. So you understand the fervor. You understand the passion, the emotion that is River Parish football, and that is Hanville football. Uh, it's a double-edged sword of sorts. On the one hand, uh, the people are fantastic because they love uh, it's a community school and it's a community sport. On the other hand, they're great as long as you win every game, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a fact. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that, that, that kind of makes you get after it a little bit more uh, as coaches and as players. You know, there's nothing like a Friday night in Tiger Stadium. Uh, you know, we sell over 800 season tickets prior to the season even starting, so you know you're going to have 800 in the house before, you know, kickoff. But, you know, I, I think it's excitement. It's nothing like going into a local store or, uh, going to any kind of event around here, and, and, and all I want to talk about is Hallville football. Uh, you know, I experienced it when I was at Destrehan as both a player um, and as a coach. And, you know, it, it's, it coming here was was exciting because, you know, it's passion. You know, I, my father-in-law was, won a state championship in, in 72. My brother-in-law won a state championship in 03. Uh, you know, so I've been around this rivalry. I've been around this school for a long time. And to now be the guy in charge, uh, with this, this this passionate community, but a great community, um, they they support us in every way possible. Um, you know, and, and I just want to make sure that they're proud with the product that we put on the field, both you know football wise and the men that we're trying to uh, you know to develop. Of course, you knew going in last year, even take the pandemic out of it, that it wasn't going to be a rebuilding year, but it was going to be a challenge because you had a lot of players to replace. And therefore, it, it wasn't going to be a championship season based upon the talent you had coming back. That was the reality of the situation, correct? Yeah, you know, not only did we lose 10 starters on, on defense coming out of uh, Coach South last year, my first year, but, you know, we also were changing up schematically what we were doing defensively. And, you know, looking back at it, you know, you have to do it with fits your team and you have to do it with your coaching staff, but you know, not being able to have a summer or spring to be able to install those things and see what guys can play certain positions uh, was real tough for us last year. You know, we had a lot of guys out of place that you really didn't figure out until week two or three in the season. That would have been week two or three in fall camp. Um, you know, the good thing for us is that we had returned a lot of guys on offense that kind of kept things afloat. Look, and we were, you know, we were in three games against uh, Jesuit, uh, against you know, Destran and even even Rustin in our playoff game, you know, we were winning the Destran game, and in the other two we were down by three at halftime, and then things just fell apart in the second half. And, you know, we have a great group of, of leaders this year, and that's the one thing that, you know, we're looking to uh, to make better is, is to be able to come out in the second half. And, but I think that starts with your leadership, uh, and I also think that starts with being able to prepare. And, you know, we didn't have that opportunity last year. Well, your quarterback, uh, Donovan Freelu, I know you like his ability. Uh, you've got really good receivers with, with Troy Kendrick, Dakota Williams. So, you know, you've got other weapons as well and good size, Jeremy Jupiter and Josh Smith. So you got a lot of weapons in terms of being able to throw the football, right? Yeah, the one, one thing about Hornville is you, you don't ever lack uh, skilled players. Um, we have a really good crop of receivers uh, that, that are, will be able to, to spread out some teams and take some, you know, take some shots here and there, but really move the sticks. But – 
you know, high school football always starts with the trigger man. Uh, it, it makes it makes or break your season. Um, and Donovan Freelu is a guy that's been uh, in the system for two years. He's been a backup for our varsity quarterback as a freshman, and then last year as a sophomore. And he gets the opportunity to take the reins this year. And you know, he, he's a very cerebral guy, and he understands the offense. And but he, you know, he has a live arm. Um, and the biggest thing is that he he's good with his feet. He's not the most explosive guy as in, as in speed, forty second time, but you know, he's very elusive, understands angles. Uh, understands when to tuck it, and we can actually open up some more run game, quarterback run game this year than we would have in the past uh, just because of the ability that he brings to that position. Running back, looks like you'll just kind of split the carries, mix it up with uh, several players, correct? Yeah, you know, it's being being my second, my third year uh, over the offense, you know, two years ago we had Darrell Evans who probably got about 220 carries last year. Trailer Branch uh, got about 200 carries. Uh, we don't have that guy this year, which is crazy because Hondo's known for having that guy. But we have a we have a really good running back room. Uh, a couple guys that bring different things to the table. Uh, so it really be you know hot hand uh, whatever the defense has given us. Uh, you know, and Cole's a smaller kid, but pound for pound might be one of the strongest in our program. Uh, he was traced back of last year, and then we have a guy who's only playing football for his second year, and Kajon Smith who's a big, strong kid and can do some different things, pound the rock, you know, fourth and one, three, third and two, trying to get the, you know, move the sticks. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to be a running back by committee. But I also think that it, it, it lends to us being successful because we can also use Donovan in the running game as well um, to really take the pressure off of just having that one guy that needs to get 20 carries uh, this year. Up front, you've got uh, a, a couple of guys that are twins, uh, that are returning players, the Tarantos, and of course you got Jerry and Shelby, who committed to Tulane earlier this week to lead the way for you. So I guess you like your offensive line, right? Yeah, you know, look, JJ is—he's um, a heck of a football player. Uh, you know, he stands about six four, six five, two ninety, two ninety five. Uh, runs a four nine, which is which is outstanding for an offensive tackle. Uh, we can do some things with him, get him out on perimeter, blocking corners. Uh, we we like to run outside zone his way, sprint his way, but just. You know, his his presence in the room uh, as a leader uh, really has taken this group of offensive linemen to the next level. And then, you know, you talk about community schools and you talk about uh, just guys who have always been around the program, always been around Hallville. You know, Dominic and Peyton Tarano are two kids that have been in the program for four years as their senior year. They both get the opportunity to play for the first time. You know, their sister was an um, all-state pitcher for our Hallville softball team. She ended up going to ULM and pitch up there. So, you know, they are Hornville through and through. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you can have the best of the best at positions. But when you got that guy who bleeds purple and gold and who has always wanted since they were four or five years old to play for Hornville and play on Friday nights, those guys are the ones that you really, really lean on. Because, you know, after this year, you know, maybe they're playing at the next level, but they'll always remember the fact that, they got to play at the school that they've been looking at and looking to play for since they were four. Defensively, I know you, you talked about you know what you wanted to do last year, and now this year you're making a change there as well in terms of scheme. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a big 3-4 guy. I always have been. Uh, just as an offensive coordinator, it was one of those things that uh, just gave me trouble. You know, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't do too much on the, on the radio, but in last year I tried to I tried to, to, to set that up, and that's what I want to do, and you know, it just didn't work out for us. And, you know, our strength was up front uh, this year, you know, with four guys and Sincere Simmons. Well, actually five. Sincere Simmons, uh, you know, Chris Scott, Dorian Narcisse, 
Wesley Wall and, and Jaden Green. We got some big guys up front, and you just got to play to your strengths. You know, uh, teams teams when they wanted to beat us, they just ran right at us, and that was something that we had to fix. And uh, Kara Melvin, my defensive coordinator, is more comfortable in a four man front, uh, so we're transitioning into that this year. Um, and you know, through spring and the summer and, and early in fall camp, it's really been good for us. Uh, it allows our, our linebackers and our DBs who are more athletic. Uh, to be able to run and make plays, and, and we're just playing a lot faster right now. Yeah, you've got size up front, but you really like your second level because of the athleticism you have, correct? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we dropped uh, Jason Joseph down from safety to an outside linebacker spot, and, you know, he, he has the ability to, you know, get down on tight ends and really bang in the, in the box, but he can also cover slots. Uh, you know, we have Jude Milford who uh, transferred in last year, and this is going to be the first time he's actually played on the field for us. Uh, him, Darnell Brown, and Cam Brown are guys that are going to roam the middle. Um, and then our, you know, our secondary, we have about four or five guys that can get it. And, you know, it's being able, you know, smart guys, guys that understand football and be able to get in and out of different coverages and do things up front. You know, I, you know, we have a leader at each, each level and Chris Scott in the front, you know, Jude Milford in the middle. And then, you know, guys like Sam Seminole and, and Jaron Smith in the back. And that really bodes well for us. And we're really excited about that side of the football. Visiting with Daniel Luquette, the head football coach at Hanville. Because you play in a large district, you don't have to schedule a lot of non-district games. That's certainly benefit. But when you do schedule non-district games, how important is it to get it right with PowerPoints? Because let's, let's be honest here. You know, District 7 5A has not been a powerful district. You have had a lot of games played in recent years where you didn't get much in the way of PowerPoints from opponents. We know Destrahan's always good. We know in a given year, Thibodeau can be good. Uh, we know uh, uh, most recently, and a couple years ago, Terrebonne was good. But by and large, it's not a league that generates great PowerPoints. So with that in mind, how important is it to schedule those non-district games to try to get PowerPoints? You know, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's huge. You know, um, I'm not in the mindset of scheduling teams that don't get a lot of Ws, PowerPoints or not, because I don't think that prepares you for what you need. Um, but it's also very difficult at Hornville to schedule. Um, not, not a lot of people are, are interested in playing and, you know, you, you really got to go after, you know, different, you have to take different, different approaches. You know, for me, it's calling my buddies who are, you know, head coach at Mandeville, you know, Hutch Gonzalez and I play college right. football and he, he feels the same way as I do. You know, some, you, you got to have that hammer sometimes, you know, and, you know, we, we picked up West St. John week one. Uh, you know, when Coach Walters was there, you know, him and I had played in previous years. But, you know, West St. John and Harmville, we, we, our, our parishes hit right there. We're, we're border friends and that's a rivalry that should have been played long time from that. You know, it should have been going on. But, you know, for me, it's really playing quality football teams that have quality coaching staffs because when we're playing the Destrans, the East St. John's, like you said, Thibodeau some years, terrible some years, we need to be prepared for those and, you know, you know, we added De La Salle in our bye week, week seven. You know, a team that's been to the semis and it's into the championship, you know, with quality coaches, quality players. Because at the end of the day, we want to win a district championship. But at Hornville, state championship is always the ultimate goal and it's always expected. You know, and in order to do that, you have to play really good football teams. And, you know, you really have to put your, your team to, to the test. Um, and, you know, the PowerPoints takes care of themselves. Um, but just being battle tested and being ready for when you do enter the playoffs, uh, is really more important to me when scheduling than say so much PowerPoints. Sure. And of course, you mentioned Ola Sal. That's a, 
That's a really tough game. Last year you had Jesuit. You've played Brother Martin in recent years. And, and again, uh, not only good opponents, but those games are not easy to play because most often you have to play them in the middle of district play, right? Yeah, and, and absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, we played Jesuit. You know, the tough thing about Jesuit last year was you play in week nine and then you, you come back and you have to play Desran and bang, you're in right. the playoffs, you know. And, you know, this year, this year we're really front loaded. Uh, you know, we play our three non district games, then we get, Destrehan, East St. John, Thibodeau, and then we go to De La Salle before we finish up with Central Foods, HL, and Terrebonne. So our first seven are, are big, and that was kind of my, my thought process in scheduling De La Salle was I could have put somebody there that, you know, we, we're gonna, we could probably beat up on, get healthy, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's about playing teams that are going to prepare you for what you're going to see in the playoffs, and, you know, you know, Coach Manali at De La Salle, when we had scheduled it, I knew he had done a great job in running the football and multiple personnel, multiple formations. And that was something that we struggled with last year that we have to get better at in order to reach our ultimate goal. Uh, so it was really a no-brainer to me um, in scheduling those guys. And I know it fell right in the middle of their district as well. So, um, you know, but that was that was the mindset and what I was thinking about when, you know, when me and Coach Manali uh, talked in the fall, in the spring and, and set that up. District 7-5-A, we touched on it, but certainly Destrehan will be good again. East St. John's the one that's really come on. They've got real real good talent, very good coach, and Brandon Brown. Uh, I, you know, Thibodeau looks like they'll be a pretty solid team. Uh, just talk about the league and how do you see it this year? Yeah, look, uh, you know, I think that a lot of our teams took, took humongous strides uh, in the district last year amongst everything that was going on. You know, uh, obviously, you know, Destrehan has been at the top for the last couple of years. Um, you know, they had a really great defense and, and they do some good things. Coach Marcus Scott and I are, are, are good friends and, you know, you always, and that, that, that game in itself is, is just different than anything else. But Coach Brown at East St. John has really done a great job. You know, you can tell the difference between this East St. John team and that in the past because, you know, it, it, it shows you what an alumni will do when he gets an opportunity to go back home. Uh, you know, knowing that, that, that place and knowing that community has really helped with them. And then, you know, Thibodeau, Coach Dugas, you just never know. You know, the, they always seem to have one or two guys that uh, they could play on any team. Meek Robertson when he was there, Kevon Reed. You know, now they got the defensive lineman that, that's pretty good. And, you know, and then, hey, at the end of the day, you get we get terrible at the back end with a Jalen Lucas kid who can change the game in a blink of an eye no matter who they're playing for, you know, or who they're playing. So, you know, I, I think that uh, collectively it's, it's a strong league. Um with good coaches and good plans. And, you know, we look forward to it, and it's an opportunity for us to get better. And, hey, at the end of the day, we, we want to be on top like always, but uh, we're just looking to get on get, get off on a start, a strong start, fast start this year um, and be able to carry it into the end. Daniel, look out of Homville with us for a few more minutes. And I, I want to get involved. I want to, I want to be the scheduling czar for you now. So I'm going to take over uh, from this point forward in this conversation. So, I've never been a fan of the split. I respect all opinions. I don't like it. I never have. And I think there are ways to fix it. And and I think they're not that difficult. But that's me personally. So you don't have to voice your opinion at all. But with that in mind, I'm ready to take over your scheduling. So I think Daniel Luquette has to schedule Riverside Academy now. Okay? So I think <laughs> right. that that's the first game that I'm going to put on your schedule you got to play a select school, and you got to play Riverside Academy. Why not? It's another River Parish school. They play a tough schedule. Coach Dyser does a great job. And 
he's got some boss that, uh, I don't know, he's a slave driver, difficult dude, but, uh, and then he's got, got some other person working in that school over there that, uh, I don't know, they might have to wear uh, different colors or switch sidelines during the game. I'm not sure. I'll I tell you what, you, you, I, you know, I try to get him to come in as many football games as possible when we're playing, and then he goes and becomes the head baseball coach and AD at Riverside, and now he mm-hmm. can't come to very many at all. So I told him, I said, look, let's, let's meet in the middle. Let's play for two years. We'll come there. You'll catch me. I'll come there. you catch me. No, but look, I – I tell you what, Honda played Riverside a couple of years ago when yep. uh, when they made that run to the dome, and it was a it was a really really tough two games between the two good the two schools. And like, it, it really goes back to your first comment. You know, across the state, they have some really great football at all levels. They have some really great teams. Uh, you know, in Baton Rouge and New Orleans and Shreveport and Lafayette. But you know, you know, pound for pound, team for team, I would put the river the River Parish up against anybody. I just think that. You know, with the talent that we have that comes out of River Parish and the coaches that we do and the administrations and schools and, and, and all of the people that put all of the resources that they need to into these schools, I think it shows. And I think it shows when you, you see these teams, St. James, St. Charles, Riverside, you know, West St. John, got teams that have been in state championships last couple of years, won state championships, Lutcher, Destran. I just think that, you know, scheduling one, two, any, any year, would be great because you're going to get good football. It's, it's communities that are within 20, 25 minutes from each other. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to, and I try to schedule as many as I can. That's why Coach Valdez and I decided to do a scrimmage against each other. Um, that's why I, I call West St. John. I just think it's important. I think, you know, we, we need to be, uh, able to get as many fans in the stands with everything that's going on in this world to get away from football, uh, without traveling 45 hour away. Um, and I just think that, you know, the communities in the River Parish are, are, are top notch and, uh, it, it's, it's really great football. Yeah. And, and, I, and one or two more questions over the years. It's, it's been so interesting. I've done a lot of Hanville Destrahan games over the years and it's, it's as good a rivalry as there is. I think the tone is set by the administrators and the coaches. If they're civil and, and polite, then it's a great rivalry. And that's been the case most of the way. I mean, I could go back and, Talk about all the coaches there, whether, you know, at Hanville, even going back to Darren Barbier and, and throughout the progression with Coach Hildebrand and Lou Valden and, of course, Nick, most recently to yourself. And at Destrahan, the two stints for Steve Robas show and, you know, in between Coach Taffy and, and now Marcus Scott, it appears to me that the relationship between the two schools is pretty good. It's a tremendous rivalry, but, you know, I did the baseball game this year. The coaches, uh, Coach Mir, Coach Beaudry, get along great. It, it looks to me like it, the rivalry is in a pretty good place. Look, I, I, you know, I, obviously, I, I I was part of it at Destran when when Coach Bowden was there, um, and then I was part of it, with, you know, with Coach Saul with, with Robe, and just being on both sides and, and seeing, you know, how the schools react to each other, how they acted each other, how they. Me and Marcus are just different, you know. We're friends off off the field. And at the end of the day, we, we are coaches at two of the best high schools in the state of Louisiana. And at the end of the day, we get everything that we want or ask for. You know, and, and for us, like we said, we're friends 51 out of 52 weeks. And even that week, we talk two or three times. We just don't talk football. You know, his daughter's on my daughter's softball team, you know, that I coached over the summer. It, it, that's what it is. It's two great communities. Look, my wife has been teaching at Deshran for over 15 years. 
You know, she's in, start, she's in charge of the student council at Destran. She graduated from Hornville. I was at, I graduated from Destran. Now I work at Hornville. It's just the, the two schools and the two communities intertwine so many ways, whether it's at the plants around the, around the neighborhood or it's a bank or a central office or it's at the grocery store. You have cousins and brothers and we, we, me and Marcus together have taken that and just thrive with it. Why, why, why do we need to feel like each and every year it's Hornville against that? That's just one week out of the whole year. Other than that, we're together doing things in the community. We're together to make sure that these kids are growing and becoming better men. But yeah, that Friday night in September, week four, we definitely want to beat them. That's the, that's the number one goal. Um, but I just think that it's a, it's two of the best programs in the state and at the end of the day you know you're going to put out your best foot they're going to put out theirs and, and we'll see what happens you laugh though can I, we talked over the summer one time in our goal our goal me and Marcus is going if you ever have him on his radio show you can you can ask him yep one time in the next 20 years that we're the head football coach at Harmony Deshran we want to see each other in the dome one time yeah. right. and then anybody in the state of Louisiana can come into St. Charles Parish and pick a house to go to because there will be nobody in the parish Nope, it would be unbelievable if that ever occurred. And, and listen, I, I'm a huge fan of not only River Parish football, but I'm a huge fan of the St. Charles Parish School Board because they, they fund those schools incredibly well. The facilities are outstanding, and they're good atmospheres for learning. So I just think it's, it's a really good school system, and you guys are the beneficiaries of it, and I know you know you're in a great place, right? Yeah, look, and, and, and you, you, look, when basketball season starts, both schools, we're – Right in the middle of re- renovating both of our gyms, and you've seen the ones that we just coming out of. I'm yep. telling you, Ken, when you walk into these two new gyms, state of the art, best you'll see in the state in the area. Phenomenal, phenomenal job that's being done, and I'm I'm so excited for our volleyball team and our our girls and boys basketball team, and even our PE classes to be able to go into a facility like this and be able to learn and, and play a sport that they love because it is absolutely beautiful. Well, that is uh, certainly. Music to the ears of a lot of people uh, everywhere because, uh, look, they deserve to have that. And I'm sure Yusef's very happy about that, my buddy. So, no doubt. And uh, he has a good program, too. So uh, last but not least, before we let you get away, what do you see as the ceiling for this team this year? Realistically, what do you think this team can accomplish based upon the talent on hand and the fact that you've had a, an off season to work with? You know, obviously staying, you know, boating injury, staying healthy, um, expectation is always to play in Thanksgiving because you, you know, once you get to Thanksgiving, anything can happen. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a part of, of high school football that I love the most and being, being, you know, on the field Thursday morning, having donuts, getting a light wheel practice in, thanking, you know, everyone for being a part of, of, of this program from the administration to the community, having them all out there for an opportunity to play on Friday night. Um, that's what we shoot for. We, our goal is obviously win a state championship, and you got steps along the way, district championship. But we want to play on Thanksgiving because if you play on Thanksgiving and you win that football game, you're one win away from your ultimate goal. Um, Hornville football historically always plays uh, Thanksgiving, and that's that's our goal, and that's what we talk about. But right now we have to lay the foundation, uh, continue to build brick by brick, um, continue to work, but most of all, Make sure that we're doing the things we need to do in the school and in our locker room to make sure that our kids are safe and healthy because it's really, a, you know, attrition. You know, the team that, that is, is, has all their, their guys at the end is a team that's going to go the farthest, and we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make sure that that happens. 
He is Daniel Luquette, the head football coach of the Hanville Tigers. Daniel, listen, I want to thank you for spending time with us, and great to expose your program. Keep up the good work. I know we're all looking forward to a great season, and I anticipate you'll have a very good one there, my friend. I appreciate it, Ken. Thanks for having me on. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Daniel Luquette of the Hanville Tigers. And, of course, as mentioned, scrimmage in two weeks, jamboree in three weeks, regular season in four weeks, and the 27th year of Ken Trahan's original prep football report debuting on Friday night, September 3rd, 6 p.m., the midnight coverage every Friday night during the season. Looking forward to it, feverishly putting it all together right now, and look forward to bringing it to you. To join in the conversation, 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll keep the high school football theme. We'll be joined by Brother Martin, head coach Mark Bonice, following this brief time out. Ken Trahan, all access for a Friday night. Back in just a moment here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. It's Macy's One Day Sale with great deals of the day to keep your summer look going strong. Like 40 to 60% off new outfits you'll want to wear on repeat. And 30 to 60% off the perfect shoes and sandals to match. Then add fine jewelry for the finishing touch. Now 70% off. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money bonus days. Going on now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Benito's line cook just threw in his kitchen towel. His order needs to go out right now. He needs to find help before his customers are left waiting. Uh, So sorry. We'll be right with you. Who's got table six? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This report is sponsored by Safeguard Soap and Sanitizers. As we all find a new normal, don't just wash your hands, safeguard them. Safeguard hand wash and sanitizers help reduce the spread of bacteria. And it smells amazing. Now, buy one, get one free at Walmart and Walmart.com with online offer. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. As Saints training camp continues, it was a very good day Thursday for Marcus Davenport as he got constant pressure on quarterbacks while wide receiver Mark West Callaway continues to look good. Tulane in southeastern Louisiana open fall practice today in preparation for their 2021 seasons. The Manning Awards watch list, sponsored by the All-State Sugar Bowl, features 32 quarterbacks entering the season, and they include Michael Pratt of Tulane and Levi Lewis of Louisiana Lafayette. Tulane linebacker Dorian Williams named to the Lombardi Award preseason watch list. The New Orleans Pelicans announced their roster for the NBA Summer League in 2021, August 8th through 17th in Las Vegas. The roster includes three returning players from last year, Kyra Lewis Jr., Didi Luzada, and Najee Marshall. Also, second-round picker Jones. First round pick, Trey Murphy, expected to be on the team as well. Pelicans head coach Willie Green will actually serve as the head coach of the Summer League team. At the AAABA National Tournament in Johnstown, the New Orleans Boosters blanked Altoona 10-0 in eight innings to advance to the semifinals. The American Legion Southeast Regional of Jesuit-based Retief Oil shot out Columbia, Tennessee 2-0 to stay alive. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed weekend and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? 
Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 260-1061. Doesn't seem like it. Kind of seems like yesterday, but 12 years as a head coach, going on 13. Of course, you take JT Curtis out of the mix, and he's the dean of coaches in the now famous Catholic League. And, of course, he played in the Catholic League many years ago. So I guess what we're saying is, since he just had a birthday, he's ancient. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> it's a pleasure to welcome uh, my friend, the head football coach of the Brother Martin Crusaders, Mark Bonis, to the show. Mark, I, I didn't mean to insult you there, but I couldn't resist. How are you? Uh, doing very well. I, feel, I do feel ancient, Mr. Trahan. I really do. <laughs> How's everything going? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Happy belated birthday, too, by the way, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, listen, so so 12 years, does it feel like it's been that long for you? Uh, no, I mean, I can tell you this. I mean, it, it's flown by, you know. Um, and, and, and when I say that, I mean, it just goes to show, I mean, it's uh, being around these, uh, being around our young men and being around this program, um, you know I, know, I know it's a corny statement, but time flies when you're having fun, and um, it's a joy being, uh, being here and working with, with, with our young men on a daily basis. What have you learned uh, since taking this job, when you go back to, you know, going back to 2009 and and looking at when you first got the job, you'd been a top assistant and so forth. You know, what's the biggest thing you've learned since taking over as head coach that you you clearly can see now as a clear picture of of what you didn't know then? There's still a lot that I don't know. I can tell you that, but uh, the biggest thing is this: that every place is very unique. You know, and, um, you know, uh, you know, playing at, 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 uh, at Jesuit, playing at Southern Miss, being a student assistant at Southern Miss, and then coaching at Sam Houston State, and then coaching at Shaw, all those places were very unique. And, and at times, probably early on, um, as a fault, a fault of mine is that I probably tried to come in and run things a certain way, uh, probably before really getting to know the situation and the institution the way I needed to. Um, and how, how things need to be handled, you know, and, uh, so I can tell you, I can tell you this. I mean, the way we do things here, um, you know, you know, people come and talk to me how we do things. It's very unique, but it's unique to our situation, to our schedule. And so that's, you know, that's my, you know, when I talk to young coaches, um, as well, hey, this is how we do things, but make sure when you do things, um, you make it fit to your institution, to your program. Mark Bonis with us from Brother Martin. And as a coach, you gleaned so much. You were a player, so you had a position coach. Uh, you had, you know, when you were at Jesuit, Danny Abramowitz uh, was started. Then, of course, Mark Sanji took over. Jay Roth was his offensive guy. You know, then at Shaw, Scott Bain's father was there. And, you know, I think about all the coaches and then Jay Pittman at Brother Martin and the people that you work with, you know, that's a lot of really good names there. Did you glean something from each and every one of them? There, there definitely was. I mean, there's, um, I can, I can tell you this. I definitely, as a young coach, I had a, a diary per se or, or a notebook at a time that, that had all the good things that I liked and all the things that I didn't like. And, um, and, and, and that was important for me. I do encourage that to all of our young coaches. There's going to be some things that they definitely don't understand or don't like that I do that are on my staff. And I encourage them to do that. But the names that you mentioned, all the people, and you know, Jeff, Coach Bauer at at at, at Southern Miss, and mm-hmm. John Thompson at Southern Miss. I mean, those names. When you say those, say those names, I can tell you this: I've been very blessed 
to be around some of the greatest minds offensively, special teams wise and defensively. And, um, you know, I, I cannot, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a humble, it's humbling for me to sit there and talk about these guys. I mean, I, I, I'm truly blessed to gain or to have gained, uh, the information uh, and be a part of these, these men's staffs, you know, and every day, I mean, I don't get to talk to them every day, but when I do see these guys, I do have the opportunity to talk to them. I try to, Try to make sure that they understand how appreciative I am for for all, you know everything that they have done for me and um, you know and I, I am very thankful for all the knowledge that they they have helped me uh, gain along the way. And then you had the opportunity, of course, life is going to work that way to to go directly against these guys. You had to coach against Mark Sondra. You had to coach against Jay Roth. You had to coach against Scott Bain's father. So uh, the teacher-pupil thing sort of comes into play there. And at some point, you're not the pupil anymore. You're the teacher, and you're winning games against them, right? Uh, that, that's that's the plan. you know. And, and I can tell you this, when it comes to – we always talk about this when you and I chat – when it comes to competition and competing about those things, everything, you know, I, I, I don't really think about that. It's just the next opponent, um, you do, what, what you do try to do, the, you try to remember some of the things that you think were their weaknesses and you do try to apply those things against them. Um, but besides that, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, you throw all that other stuff out the window and, you know, just put, put your best foot forward and, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and get your guys prepared the best way possible. Well, looking at your team this year, of course, it's always it puts a smile on a coach's face when you've got a returning starter at quarterback. But in your case, it puts a puts a really big smile because you got a kid that started for uh, all of two seasons, part of a third, going into his fourth season as a starter. That is a tremendous advantage, isn't it, with having Garrett Mamahat? Man, it, it is, um, and, and he is. Um, he, I, I can't say. You know, I've been, I've been talking to a whole bunch of college coaches about him. I've been talking to a lot of reporters about him. I, I, there's not enough positives that I can say about him. You know, his um, it just doesn't it doesn't quite do him do him justice. I mean, his um, he's a winner. You know, I, you know, I, I think his record's either 22 and five or 20 and five, something something along those lines. Um, so he he is a proven winner. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's so athletic. He, you know, he uses his feet so well. Um, I think he was probably underestimated over the last couple of years. I don't think that'll that'll happen in the upcoming, you know, this upcoming season. He does so well with his feet. He's got a fantastic arm. Um, he is man. He is he, he's such a smart young man. I mean, the things that we're able to do with him offensively um, is really because of because of him and because of his um, you know his IQ and his football intelligence. Um, you know, the other thing that makes it, makes it just absolutely wonderful is just when you're around him, um, and you see all, all the, you know, the, the corny coaching, coachisms or, or the things. I mean, first one in, last one to leave. I mean, he embodies every single one of those. Um, he is, um, he is a, he is a worker and, and it's, uh, truly great to be around that. It makes it fun coming to work every day, uh, to be around him. And he's just a great young man. Um, he definitely will be. I mean, you can see, you know, the things that he does. He's going to be a very successful man, you know, young man in life. Um, but he, like I said, I could sit here and talk, uh, you know, hours and hours about him and how how much of a joy he is. Um, and 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 it, it just won't quite, you know, just won't quite do do him justice. I encourage everybody um, and anybody who has not met him to have a, a conversation with him. Um, he, he's he's infectious. Just talking with him, he, he just. He's just a great young man. 
Well, you've got, of course, to replace uh, Jalen Spears, terrific running back, but Tory Lambert's really talented. You've got uh, Santa Marina. You've got Thomas, who played last year. So I'm sure you still feel pretty good about the running back spot. Yeah, obviously losing a guy like you know Jalen Spears, man. He was uh, man, he was such a complete back. He was great, you know, as a runner. Um, he, he this this will tell you he, we, we're a bit our school when we run, you know, run games big for us. We're big with our rule of one cut runs. Well, he's the first back that we ever had, and we we kind of threw that out the window. We kind of let him. I mean, he knew his aiming points, uh, but we kind of let him do, kind of let him be an athlete, let him play running back. We didn't want him to to, to overthink things and. Uh, he was outstanding out the backfield as well, catching the football. Um, so obviously we're going to miss him. When you, when you lose a guy like that, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss our outstanding line, um, although we have a lot of those guys back. But our backfield, man, Tory Lambert um, has shown uh, what he can do. He's going to, when it's all said and done, he is going to be an outstanding running back. He's going to be up there, you know, one of those guys up there that everybody talks about um, as being, you know, one of the best complete backs we've had here as well. Um, I believe that. You have Jordan Thomas. Um, who's such an explosive back as well. He did great. Both him and, um, both, both him and Tori both filled in last year, uh, when Jalen was out and, and they did outstanding jobs. And then Troy, you know, is, 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 uh, coming off of, of a knee injury, uh, last year. He's doing a great job for us, having a great offseason. Um, as well as the, the, the young and upcomer, um, who comes from a long list of running backs for us. Great family of running backs is, is Jordan West. Uh, man, he, he is doing outstanding things for us as well. So, um, those four guys, we have some young guys as well. Um, some, some guys that are freshmen that we, that we're, uh, excited about. They all have had a great, uh, you know, great off season and we're excited about getting pads on next week and, 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 uh, for them to progress even more. Yeah, you mentioned offensive line replacing guys, but you still got a couple of really good players up front. Uh, Montgomery Scott is going to Air Force. Of course, Michael Bros a really big kid as well. And, and you have Jane Shepard as well. And then, uh, other guys that we had that we have stepping in, you know, um, um, you know, Grant Buqua, Sam Harris, uh, Brett Guillory, all those guys are doing well. We have some other guys that are going to challenge. These things aren't done for us. And, and that's what makes, uh, when I say they're not done, our, our camp coming up is really important for us. We're probably going to have competition at two spots and we have about four or five guys. That are competing uh, at those spots. That makes that that's always fun in camp. You know, and I look forward to that. Um, you know, our tight end situation. We lose good ones in uh, Farrell and and White. Those two are really good for us. Up uh, in Malik's back, and we have Ferreira and Provenzano. Those guys have had great off seasons. But what what I can say is this: is that our guys, you know, in, in all phases, they have really worked this off season. You know, when you find success at, at times. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing that you battle is success. You know, you battle complacency. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can tell you this, it's, uh, it's been very, uh, it's been a great offseason. And, and maybe it's just because we didn't, those guys lacked a true offseason last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. After our season was over and when we finally have gotten our guys back, they have worked their tails off. And we've had a lot of high energy, um, with that. You know, it hasn't, we haven't been, you know, we have not, had to be on them in order to gain that. You know, our seniors, our, and our, not just our seniors, but our underclassmen that are leaders uh, have really led, uh, led, led that. Um, so, you know, that, once again, that's really when it's fun uh, to be coaching when you have, when you have a, you know, a group of guys that are pretty much policing themselves or doing, their, doing the things, you know, uh, leadership-wise that, 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 you know, that 
usually equates to success. Mark Boney's with us from Brother Martin, receiver position in a in a transition right now. And then on defense, you've got last year struggled at times, but it was a young defense. The good news is you got virtually everybody back. You're bigger, stronger, faster. Defense should be good this year. No, we're excited about it. You know, uh, you know, in, in the back end, that, that's where you see the, the the most explosions in the passing game. You know, like I said, like you said, um, chalk that up to inexperience, but also a lack of an off season. You know, all those guys are back. All those guys now have had this off season. We are very versatile back there. This is probably the most versatile group that we've had. We have uh, probably three guys or four guys that can play. You know, high safety. You know, down safety as well as corner. Uh, so we, you know, that's allowed us to do a little bit more. So we're excited about that. Um, linebacker play, man. You know, Ryland Johnson comes back. Uh, he's been outstanding for us. He's been playing for us since he's a freshman. You have Anton Brown uh, who's stepping in there, and then as an outside linebacker, um, you know, we have Ashton Shepard uh, and a guy who's been outstanding for us. Uh, we have our, you know, our, our front, our front back, but another guy's been outstanding for us for the last couple of years is Austin Roberts. He's another guy that's very versatile. Um, and then, my, you know, like I was saying a, a second ago, is our, our front, you know, with uh, Ty Brown coming back, Brendan LeBlanc coming back, Dakota Burns coming back. All those guys are coming back in their juniors. You know, we're expecting Aralaga to step up. He's done some good things. And once again, we've had some great surprises um, in our underclassmen that have stepped up. And once again, we are going to be establishing depth at that spot starting next, you know, next week with pads. So we're excited to see what young guys can step up and, and provide depth for us. And then, of course, uh, I want to I want to get into the schedule because the you know the athletic director should fire the coach for making this schedule. That's all I have to say. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, actually, actually I, I love it because you know with powerpoints as they are in the stupid divisions the way they are with so few teams, powerpoints are what matters, and playing the great competition matters. And you you certainly took that to heart with St. Thomas More, with West Monroe, with Ponchatoula, uh, best team Hanks probably had at Ponchatoula, and these other two programs are are superpowers. There's no question about that. And that doesn't even, you know, count the, the teams that you play in your league, the perennial powers and, and Rummel and Curtis and St. Aug being really talented and Shaw being much better, uh, to be certain and Jesuit always giving you problems and, you know, Holy Cross arrival. So this is a heck of a schedule, isn't it? Yeah, you left out Karen Crow. Don't forget about Karen yeah, Crow. I, I didn't even mention the other state. I didn't even mention the other state champion. I'm like, what are, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I skipped over Karen Crow. They were the biggest team in the state last year and a state champion. Yeah, thank, but, thanks, uh, thanks, for, thanks for reminding me of that, you know. But, no, I mean, it's uh, well, there's a couple things that go into it. I mean, first of all, you know, the, the experience I had as a player, you got to go on the road and you got to play in the playoffs and play – you know, guess who play these great teams at these other venues? Our kids, our kids deserve that. You know, and so what? What better thing or what better way than to go on the road four times? Yeah, we've done it to Ponchatoula. You know, last you know, go on the road the last two years versus Ponchatoula. But what better way than to go and on the road and play against you know state championship caliber teams or, or state championship teams? You know, and uh, want to do that, and I want to play the best. We talk about our program principles all the time. You know, team tough, compete and finish. And um, the big one in there, obviously, is compete. You know, we want to be the best. You know, we, we, we don't just want to be, you know, the best around here. We want to be the very best. And, and to me, if you want to be the best in whatever you do, you play the best. You know, you got to hope that you know that you can stay, you know, that you can 
stay healthy, uh, but we, we want to go play the best, and we want to be playing our best football at the end of our of our regular season and into the playoffs. And that's um, you know it's, it's, it's that's important to to what we believe in. We've always scheduled tough, um, and 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 we we want to take a step you know a, a step further. You know we want to make sure that we're playing the best of the best to prepare for to prepare us for our district, which is such a great district, and then the select playoffs, which has such great teams in. You know, yeah, no so we're excited about it. Um, you know, I, I really am. Our kids are excited about it. So, uh, you know, we just uh, – it's somebody told me today, hey, we're strapping up, you know, in, in two Thursdays from now, and, and, and it's right around the corner. So we got a lot to get done before that season starts. Well, we sure look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun watching this kind of competition on a week-to-week basis, and I love it. Uh, play, play the very best. You're doing that. And I think you'll only get better from it. Just avoid injuries along the way. He's Mark Moniz, yes, the football coach of the Brother Martin Crusaders. Mark, I, I want to thank you for joining us. I know you guys are just finishing up and, and appreciate the time out of your busy schedule. And uh, Godspeed to you and your family. You know how we feel about you here. Hey, well, I appreciate that. Hey, you got me off the field a little bit earlier. I got in and got to cool off. So I appreciate that. You know? <laughs> hey, you want, me to, you want me to do it again tomorrow? No problem. <laughs> hey, yeah, sure, sure. We'll do it a little bit early tomorrow, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we can handle that. Mark, thank you, buddy. Thank you so much, Mr. Trey, and y'all have a good one now. You got it. Mark Bonis, head football coach of the Brother Martin Crusaders. We'll take a brief time out. 504-260-1061 is the number to call. Back in just a moment, update you on the Saints and other news of the day here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web at nashfm1061.com. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Take the shortcut to your next great hire. When you sponsor a job on Indeed, Instant Match immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. This is Josh Danzig with Worry At Magazine and WorryAt.com for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Sky Vodka. You, the readers of Where Yat Magazine, have voted for the greatest that New Orleans has to offer in dining and more in the 2021 Best of the Big Easy contest. And here are the results. For Best Bakery, in first place is Maple Street Patisserie. In second is Gambino's Bakery. And in third place is Breads on Oak. For complete voting results in the 2021 Best of the Big Easy contest in dining, shopping, and more, log on to whereyat.com and click on Best of the Big Easy. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not partial access or cut-off phone calls. All are welcome. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. The New Orleans Saints continuing training camp. Quan Alexander back with the team and rehabbing that torn Achilles and somehow finding a way to get it done faster than most. He visited with the media today after practice. He just said he took a better approach, took care of his body, made sure he was healthy, eating right, and and he said, now I feel, quote, legendary, end quote. How about that? Legendary. That is a pretty special word to hear about. And he said that he's 100% right now, but that he's just easing in to make sure that everything is okay. 
getting a chance to move around because he was in a cast for quite some time. And then the rehab was extensive. As you might imagine, he said he's actually more explosive. So if you are buying into what he has to say, you might have yourself a bargain here with what they got him for to bring him back. So that is a pretty cool, to say the least, uh, when you look at what Quan Alexander had to say today. Jameis Winston, speaking to the media, said his goals get better every single day. And he said decisions are the most important thing. I'm glad he said that because I think that's what it's all about with him is decision-making. No doubt he has the talent, but decision-making is going to determine whether he's an also-ran and a one-year guy or a long-term guy in New Orleans. The same can be said of Taysom Hill. goes without saying. One of them will get the opportunity to start. The other will not. And then it becomes a matter of what the Saints choose to do moving forward. Hill continues to praise Drew Brees and talk about what he's learned from him over time. Sean Payton's comments today said the offense did a pretty good job today, a little bit more efficient. And then commented on Taysom Hill being a little bit lighter saying that, you know, he's in real good shape. Part of that is, of course, challenging to play quarterback rather than playing all the other positions where you want to be a little heftier. So I don't think there's any doubt that was part of the plan, to come in slightly lighter to try to challenge for the quarterback position, which is truly the case. He said Chris Hogan's a quick study, that he picks up things and has real good football instincts and that he's a savvy player who's smart and understands leverage and is really good with his technique. So very good words about Chris Hogan as well from Coach Sean Payton. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. A final segment yet to come. Good news for two local area baseball teams playing in regional and national tournaments respectively. We'll get you caught up on that and more when we return in just a moment. It's all access for a Friday night. Ken Trahan with you on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Canada. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. It's Macy's one-day sale with great deals of the day to keep your summer look going strong. Like 40 to 60% off new outfits you'll want to wear on repeat. And 30 to 60% off the perfect shoes and sandals to match. Then add fine jewelry for the finishing touch, now 70% off. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money bonus days. Going on now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Benito's line cook just threw in his kitchen towel. This order needs to go out right now. He needs to find help before his customers are left waiting. Uh, so sorry. We'll be right with you. Who's got table six? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. 
With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Chris Young. I've got some famous friends. Famous Friends Tour 2021. Friday, November 12th, Raising Cane's River Center. Special guests, Mitchell Tenpenny. And Calista Clark. Chris Young. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Chris Young Live. Produced by Dusan Music Group. Always welcoming intelligent points of view. It's all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Good news on the local baseball front when former brother Martin and LSU star Greg Dykeman got called up by the Chicago Cubs. And he started today for the Cubs at Wrigley Field against the White Sox. What a great opportunity for Dykeman to do so. And Dykeman got his first major league hit, a blooper in the right field for a base hit. So Greg Dykeman called up and got his first major league hit. What a wonderful story that is for a local young man whose games, well, I did several of those back in the day on radio and on our website, which is now CrescentCitySports.com. And it's great to see Greg Dykeman in the major leagues and getting his first hit today. It's also great to see the New Orleans Boosters advancing to the All-American Amateur Baseball Association National Championship game as for the fifth what fifth straight day? Fourth straight day, they routed an opponent by the 10-run rule. This time, defeated Philadelphia by the score of 20-5. to It was 6-5 in the eighth inning, and New Orleans just went crazy at that point and broke the game wide open and just continued to pour it on. Turner Thompson picked up the win in relief on the mound. A lot of hitting heroes in the game. And with the victory, New Orleans advances to the franchise's 29th AAA-BA title game on Saturday to face the winner of Friday night's semifinal game, tonight's semifinal game between Johnstown, the hometown team, and New Brunswick. 2021 marks the Boosters' fourth appearance in the last five championship games, most recently coming in 2019 when they won their 16th overall national championship. So they are, in fact, the defending champions since there was no championship contested last year. So the New Orleans Boosters playing for it all tomorrow in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, at the Southeast Regional of the American Legion, Baseball tournament in Pelham, Alabama. The Jesuit-based Retief Oil team stayed alive as they won 11-3 to today. Great news for Retief Oil as they continue to get it done. They beat Covington Post 32 out of Georgia, 11-3. So as a result, they will advance to play Tupelo tomorrow. Remember, they lost their opener to Troy. They've won two in a row now to stay alive, and now... They're back at it against Tupelo tomorrow. Good news for the Jesuit-based Retief Oil team continuing to play well.
That's going to do it for us tonight. We want to thank our guests, Hanville head coach Daniel Luquette, Brother Martin head coach Mark Bonice. We also want to remind you that tomorrow morning I'm back at you at 10 a.m. It's the Three Tailgaters Show with Ed Daniels and I to talk about so many topics and your chance to call in. That's tomorrow morning, Three Tailgaters Show from 10 a.m. until noon. Tune in then, make an appointment, listening.